Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The following program contains sexual content. Viewer discretion advised. Today on an all-new Dr. Phil, the Vanderbilt football player. You guys tried to cover this up. Found guilty of rape. You're taking her clothes off and violating her. I was drunk out of my mind. I just couldn't believe it was me. But it was you. The exclusive prison interview. You slapped her so hard that it left ugly bruises on her body. What would make you do that? a shocking video. I look at what happened to that girl and your conduct on that tape. What the hell were you thinking? Did you take those photos? I don't recall. They were on your phone. When you woke up the next morning, what did you remember? Now, from Nashville, Tennessee, here's Dr. Phil. It's the story you haven't heard until now. Today, in an exclusive interview, Corey Beatty, one of the two football players just found guilty of brutally raping an unconscious female student, speaks out for the first time. It all started here on the campus of prestigious Vanderbilt University, known by some as the Harvard of the South, costing over $60,000 a year to attend. Parents assume their children will be safe when they send them here for an upscale education. But tragically, for one young woman, that wasn't the case on the night of June 23rd, 2013, when these hallowed halls of learning turned into a violent crime scene. That night started out like so many other college nights, partying, bars, but it ended up in a nightmare for one young woman who was carried unconscious from her car and into room 213 of Gillette Hall Dormitory, where she was repeatedly sexually assaulted. It was an incomprehensible, heinous crime, much of it caught on surveillance camera, with the rest of the assault recorded on a cell phone camera. The story shook Vanderbilt to the core and disturbed the nation. We begin with a high-profile case putting new attention on sexual assaults on college campuses. On this Saturday night at Vanderbilt Stadium, it was all business as the football team scrimmaged. Nary a word was heard here about the rape case. Corey Beatty and Brandon Vanderberg were indicted by a grand jury last Friday for raping a 21-year-old unconscious female inside Vandenberg's dorm room. Beatty's bond is currently set at $350,000. So the victim was on a date with Vandenberg before the rape occurred. He basically sliced her up and served her on a silver platter to a bunch of his friends to rape. Surveillance video showed Vandenberg carrying the woman to his dorm, accompanied by his teammates. He gets in an elevator and goes up to the second floor. Mr. Vandenberg carries her out of the elevator, through the surveillance-covered hallway, and into room 213. When they enter room 213, there is no longer surveillance coverage, but cell phones come out. Eventually, they pick her back up again after they're done taking these pictures and drag her over to Vandenberg's dorm room. Within two minutes of entering the room, this unconscious woman is dumped on the floor and she starts to be sexually violated. According to prosecutors, Vandenberg took pictures and video of the assault and shared it with friends. 
You've seen yourself in these videos, Mr. Beatty? I have. Can you explain your actions? I was just drunk, drunk out of my mind. Uh, this is something I would uh, never do in my, my right state of mind. Their defense at trial, he was too drunk to remember what happened, but he wasn't too drunk to send the pictures to his friends. Her panties are pulled down below her waist. She's motionless. They her with their bodies and with a water bottle. They took close-up photos of her intimate body parts and videoed it and laughed. Who was it that were on their knees uh, there in a position over the, the young lady? Corey Beatty. Brandon Vandenberg and Corey Beatty watched as the student they are accused of raping took the stand. After tasting the blue drink, what's the next thing that you remember? I remember waking up in an unfamiliar room at 8-something the next morning. And I also was in pain in certain parts of my body. Did you consent to any of the acts that were done to you? Absolutely not. The jury in the Vandenberg and Beatty trial has reached a verdict. We, the jury, find the defendant, Corey Lamont Beatty, guilty of aggravated rape. Count two, guilty of aggravated rape. Mr. Vandenberg, count one, guilty of aggravated rape. As it was read, you could hear gasps in the courtroom. You don't get to abuse somebody, make fun of them, laugh about it, while the rape's taking place. Some of the counts carry up to 25 years in prison. Sentencing is set for early March. Inside the Criminal Justice Center in Nashville, Tennessee, sit former teammates Brandon Vandenberg and Corey Beatty, two men at the center of one of the biggest headline-making trials of the year. Corey Beatty testified that on the night of the attack, he consumed so much alcohol that he has no memory of committing a crime. But the jurors were shown damning video and graphic images of Corey violating the victim. Today, in an exclusive interview, Corey Beatty breaks his silence about his part in the incident that shocked the nation. You have just been convicted of these charges that we've all been following. And uh, I, I want to be clear, we approached you about this interview, correct? That's correct. We did that because we really want to know what you were thinking yes. uh, in this. Take me back to the moment when you heard that verdict read in court. Did you expect that to happen? Uh, well, I was just prepared for anything. Uh, I mean, I've never been in a situation like that before, so it was, it was kind of shocking. I guess it kind of felt surreal. This is my first time ever being in contact with any type of uh, law enforcement regarding this. I guess the moment when it set in is when I looked to the right and I saw my family crying, and uh, then that's when it that's when it got real for me. Corey, I, I ask you this first, not as Dr. Phil, but as a father. Yes, sir. I look at the events of that night and what happened to that girl, and I look at your conduct on that tape. I, I have to ask you, what the hell were you thinking? What uh, the hell were you thinking? I mean, I was drunk out of my mind, so I, I don't think I was thinking. And uh, I mean, that's just not a clear representation of who I am. As they were showing that stuff, uh, as trial went on, I was just, I just couldn't believe it was me. It was hard to put myself in that person's shoes. And uh, 
I mean, I can't, I can't express how sorry I am for my actions. But it was you, and you said you were, you were drunk out of your mind. What do you mean by drunk out of your mind? When you woke up the next morning, did you remember what took place? No, sir, I did not. You, you had no recall whatsoever? No recall. Because when we look at you on tape, you look to be functioning. You're walking, you're talking, you're laughing. I mean, she looks blackout drunk. She looks unconscious. She looks completely helpless. You're up talking, moving, emoting. You're, you're, you're doing all of that. You know, I think a lot of people uh, can get drunk and not remember and still, you know, function. But like I said, I don't recall anything from that night. Uh, when I saw those things in court, it just looked so unfamiliar to me. Take me through the first time you saw yourself doing that. Well, I still, I couldn't believe myself. How could I let myself get to that point and uh, let myself act out that way? You know, because uh, my whole life, uh, I feel like I've always been a, a caring individual to look out for the helpless or the uh, less fortunate. I mean, although I come from less fortunate, you know, I've always had a heart to help. And, uh, you know, that night, that just wasn't my heart. That just wasn't me. What was the first tape you saw? You sit down with your lawyer, and he says, okay, here's what they have. What was the first thing you saw? You know, honestly, I don't recall the first thing I saw. They wanted me to, to see the footage, and I denied it. So when they showed it to me, it was just kind of like a quick glimpse, and I was like, okay, just like I done it. Did you consent to any of the acts that were done to you? Absolutely not. Did you consent to any photographs or videos being taken to you? Absolutely not. What did you say to yourself when you saw it? I was just disappointed because I know my mother hadn't raised me that way. And, uh, I mean, there's no other words for that type of behavior, but, you know, disappointment, <clears throat> you know, the high school community I come from, I just knew that, that that just wasn't the behavior everybody expected out of me. I wanted to kind of distance myself from that, that, uh, that event as much as possible. And uh, not seeing that footage uh, allowed myself to distance myself from it. That night, when this young woman is brought back to the dorm, you go out front, correct? From the footage, yes sir, that's correct. What do you mean from the footage? From, from what I see on the footage, but like I said, I, I don't recall going out. But you don't doubt that you did. You saw it on the footage. Are, are, you, are you still trying to distance yourself from it? Uh, no, sir. I mean, that's me on the footage, clear as day. But, uh, you know, I just don't like to think of myself in that light still to this day. I just, I don't like to think that I'm that person. Was there ever one voice or anybody in the hall that said, hey, guys, Come on, this is a human being, this is wrong. Not one voice, not one person said, come on, th this is not okay. I mean, I, I don't recall what anybody said, but I mean, from, from the footage, it didn't look like anybody was trying to intervene and, and stop. Listen, I, I've been doing this for like 35 years. I've worked with a lot of drunks and I know 
that they black out for a period of time and then bits and pieces start coming back. And when they are triggered by certain stimuli, like pictures or people describing it, certainly video, then it starts to fill in the pieces. Honestly, I don't recall. It just looks foreign. I mean, I... Well... I, I mean, I don't, I don't recall any other events. That's about the 15th time you've said, I don't recall. And you're saying that none of these pieces have filled in for you? That you're just like, I have no recall, no recollection of this whatsoever? Coming up. You slapped her so hard that it left ugly bruises on her body. What inside you would make you do that? Tomorrow on an all-new Dr. Phil, they can be ruthless. You've never met this woman, and she's posting that you killed your own baby. Hateful. Why are you smiling? It was more of a smirk than a smile. Why are you smirking? Vicious. She said that I was a stripper. She says she's never been a stripper. Yeah, that's a lie. Are you serious? Pretty little mean girls. Watch your mouth, okay? Hey, don't talk to me like that. Excuse me? Then on Wednesday. How's your life working for you? My life is okay. You're paying a guy to choke you to death in the woods. You paid the guy to overdose you with heroin. You don't even hire good assassins. That's Wednesday. We now return to a Dr. Phil exclusive, the Vanderbilt football player's interview from behind bars. Brandon Banks, Corey Beatty, Jaborian Tip McKenzie, and Brandon Vandenberg were all indicted by a grand jury last Friday for raping a 21-year-old unconscious female inside Vandenberg's dorm room. Defendant Corey Beatty took the stand in his own defense. You just say you have no memory of anything. I don't recall anything. You really expect people to begin and end with I don't recall. Just, I just don't recall. Sorry, don't recall, don't recall, don't recall, don't recall, don't recall. I mean, I, I can make something up? No, yeah, I don't want you to make something up. Oh, uh, I don't want you to make I don't recall up either. Yes, sir. I'm not. Attorney Warwick Robinson represents Corey no, Beatty. He told the jury that while Corey's actions were unthinkable, his client was so inebriated that night that he, quote, blacked out, unquote, and has no recollection of what occurred. Do you believe he has total amnesia? I do. Of this, of this whole thing? I do. Is I don't recall the right approach for him? It's the only approach because it's the truth. The truth is the best path. And um, that's why we put him on the stand. But he can't fill in blanks that he doesn't know. Well, see if you recall this. When they played these horrific videos in trial. You recall how you felt then? Embarrassed. I mean, I don't, I, I don't want anybody to ever see me in that light. Did you look at your mother? I could not look at her. Because I knew that's not who she raised. And I disappointed her more than anything. What did she say to her boy about that? She tells me uh, it was a mistake, it was wrong, but you know, we'll be okay. Eventually. Corey, you were one of 13. Yes, sir. Right? You lost your father to cancer very early on. How old were you? I was nine. So you grew up through 
so much of your life without your dad. Yeah. Tell me about that. <laughs> you just would be so disappointed. And that's what hurts, you know, deep down, because I know I let him down. What did he want for you? He had been coaching me my whole life. He was so strict on me. And then when he died, it's just like, I don't know. I just felt like I was on my own. High school, you know, everybody had their dads, you know, come to the football games. And I was a good player, you know. And uh, I just never had that person rooting in the crowd for me. You know? What would he have said if he had been in that courtroom and seen those videos, seen those pictures? I would like to think I wouldn't be in this position if he was alive, honestly. I just think a man needs his father at a certain point in life to mold him and discipline him. And I think I missed out on that. And uh, I kind of had to choose my own direction, you know? Because he wasn't there, do, do you not know right from wrong? No, oh, I know right from wrong. Are you angry inside? From the death of my father. Are you angry about anything? I mean, what? I, I've always said rape's not about sex. It's about power. It's about anger. It's about violence. What you did that night was violent. Where does that come from? Oh, I don't think I was angry. I think that was probably one of the happiest times in my life. I was playing college football. I was at a great university, getting a great education. So I wasn't, I wasn't angry. You slapped her so hard that it left ugly bruises on her body. Like I said, I don't, I don't remember that happening. What inside you would make you do that? I, I don't know. To this day, I, I don't you know. I, alcohol washes away inhibitions. Why did those behaviors come bubbling out? I have no idea. Did you know Vandenberg? No, sir. You didn't know him before this night? I knew of him, but I, I didn't know what his character was like. How did he know that I can go find some defenseless young woman that's completely unconscious, bring her back to the dorm, and expect to get with some guys, strip her down, and violate her. How did he know that was going to be acceptable and OK? I don't know where he learned that from. I, uh, he was right. How did he know that? I, I don't know. Like, he, he ran with a different group of people than I ran with. I don't, I don't know what they do. But uh, man, my group of friends, that was, that was not what we did. Well, apparently it is what you did. That's what you did that night. We know, based on video evidence, within two minutes, you're taking her clothes off and violating her. How did, you, you didn't even know him? I didn't know him. But as far as character, I had no idea. What, what do you think of his character now? I think he's a good kid, honestly. I think he just got caught up in some unfortunate circumstances. So you'd hang with him if this all went away? I wouldn't kick him to the curb. No, I would still call him, hey, how you doing? Stuff like that. Why do you suppose he went out and got this girl and brought her back to this dorm full of boys? I don't, I don't know what he was thinking. I had no this idea. This good kid, why do you think he brought her back there? You, you think that shows good character? If he hadn't brought her back there, would you be here? 
Coming up, the cover-up. You guys tried to cover this up after the fact. There's no question about that, right? We need to keep our mouth shut and hope this thing doesn't blow up. My mom drinks every day, all day. Do you drive impaired with the children in the car? Now, don't put your head down. Stay with me here. Like father. We caught dog crushing ex-morning pills in the bathroom. Like daughter. My daughter crushed the candy. Who told you how to do that? Daddy. I would never teach that to a child. Exes at war. He says you are keeping his children from him. Fighting each other. He was kicked out after he threw me through the wall. You pushed me, I pushed you back. You grabbed my throat, and then I grabbed I your throat. I didn't grab your throat. And fighting for custody. You did coke while you were with her? Yes, sir. After the kids were put to bed. It all happens. What if this is a changing day in your life? This February. So when she comes out of rehab and starts drinking, where's she get it? Me on Dr. Phil. We now return to a Dr. Phil exclusive. The Vanderbilt football players interview from behind bars. Two former Vanderbilt University football players are trading the gridiron for iron bars. They were found guilty of rape and assault in connection with an on-campus attack in 2013. When did it dawn on you that something really bad had happened? When uh, I got the phone call the next morning, uh, and I talked with one of the co-defendants, Mr. McKenzie. What was your reaction? But he was like, you know, last night was, was crazy. Uh, you know, check your phone. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then I, I looked through my phone, and I saw those some, some, some images of a, an unidentified woman. I, I didn't know. I didn't know what happened to her. And immediately, uh, something just clicked inside of me, and I was like, like, what happened? I was on the way to church, and uh, I was just asking myself, like, what, what, what's going on? Like, what's happening? And then rumors and stuff started spreading. I was, I didn't know what had happened. You see these images on your phone. Yes, sir. That didn't bring back any memory. No, sir. And what'd you do with those images? I deleted them. Deleted them immediately. Immediately. Get the hell rid of these. Yes, sir. You were ashamed of those. You wanted those gone. Absolutely. Did you take those photos? I don't recall. Like I said, I don't recall taking the photos. I, I didn't know how they got there. They were on your phone, though. You just don't remember whether you snapped them or somebody snapped them with your yes, phone. Yes, sir. Did you know who it was? I did not. I didn't know what had happened to them. Did her. you recognize the setting? Could you tell these happened in the dorm or? I knew the place looked familiar. But I didn't know who the woman was in the phone. I, like, I didn't recall anything. And I immediately, immediately deleted them. Then you guys have a meeting that's been referred to as the Popeyes. Five of you meet at Popeyes. And what was that meeting about? At that time, the rumors had start, started spreading. Uh, and Chris Boyd, he was kind of like my big brother mentor type. And he was just kind of reassuring everybody that, you know, just calm down, you know, just calm down. We, you know, it'll be all right. And y'all all decided we need to not be talking about this, need to get rid of all the images. Yes, sir, it just, just wasn't, yes, sir. So, it's just what's been referred to as a cover-up meeting. I would call it a scared meeting. I mean, everybody was just frantic, like, you know, what, like, what, what happened, what do we do? Like, everybody was just kind of, like I said, frantic. Clearly, you guys are young. Young guys do stupid stuff. You guys tried to cover this up after the fact. There's no question about that, right? Yes, sir. I you, mean, you tried to bury you, you tried to get rid of all evidence uh, and hope this didn't come to light. 
Yes, sir. You guys were scared. You were panicked. You were saying, look, everybody needs to keep their mouth shut, get rid of all these images, get rid of all these videos. We need to keep our mouth shut and hope this thing doesn't blow up on us. That's true. When you first talked to the police, you lied to them. I did. Who did you make the statement, they say I raped some bitch? Who did, that, who did you make that statement to? I don't recall who that was. Maybe a text message to my, my girlfriend at the time, maybe. It's an interesting choice of words, some bitch. Because you're saying, that's not me. That, I, I, I'm watching myself on tape. That's not me. That's out of character. That is not me. I was not raised that way. My mother didn't raise me that way. Yes, sir. Not some girl. They're saying I raped some bitch. Yes. Tell me about that. I just think at that point, you know, I felt everything that I had worked for started to crumble. And that was kind of the anger inside of me. I, I didn't know who the young lady was. Uh, very poor choice of words, obviously. But I felt everything I had worked for crumbling. And I knew how, if, if it got out to my family, how disappointed they would be. And I think that word and that text message was just kind of like a, a, a resemblance of all the anger. It wasn't towards the young lady. When you're in court. Yes. And they're playing those videos and that young woman is there watching those videos, watching you put your buttocks in her face, watching you do the things you did. Did you look at her? Coming up. Had you not been drunk that night and walked into that room, what might you have done? I would have told them, y'all back off. Coach Franklin is going to kick all of y'all off the team. Your concern would have been getting kicked off the team. Your concern wouldn't have been for her. Closed captioning provided by... Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. return to a Dr. Phil exclusive. It has happened again. College athletes accused of raping a fellow student. This time, it's four football players from Vanderbilt University. This woman, the victim's roommate, gave harrowing testimony. My immediate reaction was, whoa, like what happened to you? Her makeup was completely disheveled. We really thought she had possibly like jumped in a pool or something crazy. She felt very, very ill and she was mentally very out of it. When you're in court. Yes. And they're playing those videos and that young woman is there. Did you look at her? No, sir, I couldn't. I could barely look at the images. I wish she could really know the type of person I am. I, I hate that she had to see me in that light and think I'm that person, because I'm not. I'm really not. 
was she some bitch then when you were in court and she's watching these things you did to defile her was she just some bitch then no sir was she a human being then was she a victim then she was when i saw that stuff i was just praying i was just saying lord just put it in her heart to forgive me because that's not me this is not me had you not been drunk that night and walked into that room what might you have done if i had not been drunk and i walked in that room i would have told i would have said what are y'all what are y'all thinking right now would you have helped her yeah i would have helped i would have told them y'all back off this is this is just not right coach franklin is gonna kick all of y'all out off the team your concern would have been getting kicked off the team your concern wouldn't have been for her would you have protected her i think i would have i think i would have went to go get someone when you woke up the next morning what did you remember the last thing i remember is i was in the restroom in east hall i was using the bathroom and i remember looking up and telling myself man i'm really drunk and that was before uh yeah went out to the parking lot what was the culture for corey Beatty? culture encouraged underage drinking you get drunk you have sex it's not important if you remember it it actually seems to be funnier or more lighthearted or laughable if you don't remember it you talked about culture in your closing argument. Yes. You said you got caught up in a party culture. Yes. If there was a culture where older team members were role models and said, we don't have alcohol-fueled parties in this program, would this have happened? It would not have happened, I don't think. I think younger kids come into athletic programs looking at the older kids and how they act, how they conduct themselves. The older kids set the norm. How did Vandenberg know that he could bring an unconscious girl back to that dorm with an expectation that it would be okay that what happened happened? How does he know that that fits in this culture? I think this was just a situation where the planets and stars lined up. It was a perfect storm in the worst way. I've said before, if Mr. Vandenberg, they went back to her apartment and I think the testimony was couldn't find her key to get in the apartment. If they had located that key, they never would have gone back to the dorm. Mr. Banks and Mr. McKenzie went to get some food at a local restaurant. If the line at that restaurant had been five minutes longer or five minutes shorter, Vandenberg would have never passed in the night with McKenzie and Banks. Never would have happened. I'm really interested in what you did when you do recall. You said that there's more to you than what happened that night. And so what I'm trying to look at is what your behavior is. It's like there's like drunk Corey. Yes, sir. We know what drunk Corey did because that's on video and pictures. So I'm trying to see what sober Corey did because that tells us more about who you are. Afterwards, you sent text, video gone, question mark, right? That was a text you sent. Uh, yes, sir, if that was on the record, that's. And then you sent one said video deleted, right? Mm -hmm. 
You're, you're checking to make sure this stuff's been dumped? Yes, sir. Okay. At this point, you knew this was bad stuff. You knew you had to clean this up. Were you afraid of it criminally, or were you afraid of it just embarrassment-wise? Both. Both. I, I didn't know what was on it. I was just afraid and scared. I, I didn't know. You hadn't seen it? I hadn't seen it. Nobody showed it to you at Nobody Popeyes or anywhere? Nobody? You, you didn't know what the videos were? I had no idea. Coming up. I don't know Brandon Vandenberg. I heard him on videotape laughing and egging people on. Really? This is your friend. You would be with this person again. I don't get it. Closed captioning provided by... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street. Essential television. The Vanderbilt football player's interview from behind bars continues. We, the jury, find the defendant Corey Lamont Beatty guilty of aggravated rape. What is just for Corey? What do you hope the court comes back with? My hope would be that it, it's, with aggravated rape, it's a minimum of 15 years. This was not a situation where you had individuals that were lurking behind the dumpster looking to prey on a young woman and grabbed her and dragged her off. I don't think that there was any plan in anyone's mind that this was an intention to do this act. I think it happened in the perfect storm. These four kids are not bad kids. Prison is generally to correct behavior, to change behavior. I think um, that can be done with a sentence that does not ruin these four kids so that they become more of a liability walking out. You're facing 145 years in prison. Mm -hmm. In Tennessee, the tendency for this kind of crime is to do 100% of the sentence mm -hmm. as opposed to like good time. Yes, sir. If that happens, that would mean you're going to die in prison. Yes, sir. That you'll never take another free breath in your entire life. Yes, sir. Should that happen? I don't think so. If not, not, why not? Because that's not a clear representation of who I am. So you think you shouldn't do the full time here? I don't think I should. For example, I ask you, we're, we're talking here about, I've not met 
Brandon Vandenberg. I, I don't know him. I haven't met him. Yes, sir. But I saw a young man pull up in a car and get an unconscious woman out of the car and carry her into what turned out to be a savage, brutal rape scene. I heard him on videotape laughing and playing porn in the background and egging people on and going on and on. And I ask you, how do you feel about that? I, you know, I, I'd hang with him. Really? This is who you would choose. This is your friend. You would, you would be with this person again. This person that brought this girl into this dorm, you're in this situation and you're saying, yeah, but my judgment is, okay. Help me with that. I don't get it. I, I, I don't get it. I think, I think everyone deserves to be forgiven and to be given a second chance. Uh, I, don't, I don't think there was a clear representation of him. I know that's not a clear representation of me, but I, I do think people deserve a second chance, and I, and I do think people should be forgiven if, if they've learned from their mistakes. I, I, man, I'm all over forgiveness, but I'm looking for some insight here. I'm looking for... I think now, having gone through this situation, uh, I, don't, I don't think I could get peer pressured into anything like that ever again. But you were drunk, and you don't recall what you did. Yeah, but I, won't, I don't think alcohol will be a part of my life anymore. Are you afraid of prison? Am I afraid of? Yeah. Are you afraid that you're going to be labeled and that they are going to do to you what you did to her? You know, I think I can let my, uh, the real core shine wherever. And I think people will feel that, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't a clear representation of him. And I think people will be apt to forgive me. But I know when people go into those places with these type of charges, you know, they do get harassed. Hopefully I can make it. Coming up. Corey, did you fail your mother here? Not best. This is on you, not her. She did her job. I failed her. We now return to a Dr. Phil exclusive, the Vanderbilt football players interview from behind bars. I remember waking up in an unfamiliar room at eight something the next morning. I felt very out of it. I didn't feel like myself. Um, I felt very confused. I started to develop a really bad headache, and I also was in pain in certain parts of my body. I was embarrassed. Is there anything you want to say to the victim in this crime? Is there anything you want to say to that girl that was so defiled, debased, and humiliated by you and the others? I would tell her that I'm terribly sorry. And hopefully one day I can meet and explain to her that that's not me and that she can really get a feel for who I am. The real core, Betty. And I wish I could take it all back. I wish there was a button that, that I could just delete everything. But unfortunately, it's not. And I'm sorry she's had to go through this, her and her family. I'm sorry to have to see her like that. I know she's a smart young lady. She, she, go, she went to Vanderbilt, graduated. I think she's in med school. So I just really hate it. I hope our family forgives me. I hope she forgives me. I pray for her every day. I pray for our family every day. And I just hope they can find it in their heart to just forgive me. 
because that's not who I am. Are you sorry you did those things to her? Oh. I mean, are you? <laughs> yes. Very, very. You don't defend this behavior. I don't. You don't excuse it. I don't. It's inexcusable. Coming up. Where's your mother work? At Vanderbilt. How proud was she the day you put that helmet on him? She was proud. How did your mother feel the day you were arrested? Tomorrow on an all-new Dr. Phil. They can be ruthless. You've never met this woman, and she's posting that you killed your own baby. Hateful. Why are you smiling? It was more of a smirk than a smile. Why are you smirking? Vicious. She said that I was a stripper. She says she's never been a stripper. Yeah, that's why. Are you serious? Pretty little mean girls. Watch your mouth, okay? Hey, don't talk to me like that. Excuse me? Then on Wednesday. How's your life working for you? My life is okay. You're playing a guy to choke you to death in the woods. You paid the guy to overdose you with heroin. You don't even hire good assassins. That's Wednesday. Closed captioning provided by... We now return to a Dr. Phil exclusive. The Vanderbilt football players interview from behind bars. Corey, did you fail your mother here? I did. Did you let her down? I did. Did you break her heart? I did. Where's your mother work? At Vanderbilt. How long has she worked there? Uh, about 37 years. How proud was she when you got a scholarship to play football there? That's where she wanted me to go. So she spent her life there, working there, and then... Not embarrassed. Here comes her baby boy, and he gets a scholarship to play football there. Yep. How proud was she the day you put that helmet on and walked out there? She was proud. And how did she feel the day you were arrested? I'm sure she was heartbroken. Will you ever sit in her kitchen again? I pray. I pray and hope. This is on you, not her? She did her job. I failed her. If you ever get out of prison, do you think it's too late to make her proud? No. I hope not. I pray I hope not. What happened here at Vanderbilt University is sadly not an isolated incident. In fact, it's happening all over the country. By bravely testifying and facing her attackers, the victim of this unthinkable crime has set a strong example. We all must stand up against these crimes against women. We need to talk to our children. In trial, it was exposed that there were half a dozen other people who knew about this crime, yet no one did anything to stop it or report it to the police. We need to make sure this doesn't continue to happen to other women. These are our daughters, our sisters, and our friends. This is a lesson to everyone out there. Sexual violence is not a joke. It is not a game. 
Alcohol consumption is not an excuse. Rape is a violent crime, and you will be punished. Corey Beatty will be sentenced in March and is facing up to 145 years behind bars for his crime. I want to thank everyone at the Criminal Justice Center in Nashville, Tennessee, for their professionalism and for allowing us access to their facility. I also want to thank our affiliate WKRN in Nashville, Tennessee for their contribution to the production of our show. For more information, go to drphil.com. Thanks for watching.